Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chattahooligans. Woo! Welcome to the Section 109 podcast. We are here, producerless. Producer Jay is off doing his own big life things, getting married and such. And he messed up. What an overachiever. He messed up. Yeah, what an overachiever. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't mess up getting married. No, no, he's outkicked his coverage. Um, he messed up by leaving the podcast equipment with Smitty and I. How dare he? I mean, while dad is away, the kids will play. So we're sitting here live at Stadio De Breezy. It, we are sitting in my living room. Apologies in advance for any dogs you hear running around. Apologies. You're welcome in advance. We have puppies. We have a, a makeshift laboratory set up here. Mix will probably sneeze. Definitely, definitely sneeze. Little allergy-ridden dog. Um, but better than all of that, and more important than all of that, we are here today, and we have a great interview with Bongo. We are. We were so honored and thrilled and inspired by this interview. I, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And I, I really don't know what else to add, Smitty. Uh, you know, I. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say it, but I'm truly buzzing, um, just from, from the interview and I'm not trying to, to, to coin an overused phrase from our friends across the seas, but, um, you know, that's the feeling that it left me and, and I, I can't wait for, for everyone else to be just as inspired as I am. Smitty, I think I want to be bongo when I grow up. Oh, for sure. For sure. At least to dance like a quarter of as good as he can. Uh, I definitely. Definitely. Well, I guess without any further ado, let's get to that and the rest of the show. Let's do it. Welcome back. We're still here with Bongo and, of course, my co-host, Smitty. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? I'm awesome. I'm so happy we're sitting here with Bongo. Um, so excited to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So, Bongo, other than uh, your name being Bongo, um, I, the listeners may not know a lot about you. So, is Bongo your real name? Is Bongo a nickname? Bongo is my nickname. Okay. So, what's your what's your quote unquote real name? My real name is um, Nathaniel Nabedai. So, um, I have a middle name Na, but normally okay. I don't use it because um, when they cut the Nathaniel short, like calling it Nate. It sounds like the na, which is like the N-A-R-H. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I just keep that one silent. So, so but in my documents and everything, okay. I said and everything, it's Nathaniel Nabedai. So most people either call you Nathaniel or Bongo. Yes, or Nate, or Nate, or Nathan, or Natty, or like Natty. That's great. You're a man of many nicknames. I'm telling you, <laughs> many many nicknames. But but I'm gonna be honest. Bongo is my favorite, just because of the song. That, that we were able to write for the Chattahooligans, B-O-N-G-O, B-O-N-G-O. Um, it just makes me so happy. It's yeah. such a good song. It's really fun to sing. Yeah, it's really fun. I hope you like it because we we really like no, it. I, I love it. Like I love it. Okay, good. I feel like he might not tell us if he didn't, but that's okay. I'll uh, take it. So for those that don't know, what number are you? I wear number 26. Number 26. And what position do you play? I play defense. I can play right back, left back, center back. All right. So let's go. Uh, usually we talk about kind of your story and your soccer journey and other things, and we'll get to that in a second. But we're going to switch it up here a little bit for the listeners at home. And let's talk about some teammate related questions. So this will be a great question to start out with. Who is the best dancer on the team? Ooh. Best dancer? 
I would say it's me. <laughs> I would, I why? Would, why? Yeah. Uh, normally, I dance a lot in the locker room, and then when we hang out, I dance a lot. But um, I would say I'm. Yeah, yeah. Several other players have also said you are the best dancer. So <laughs> it, that's definitely the consensus. Yeah, I think mo- a few people have said. Um, I think somebody said Mason. But mm. pretty much everyone says Bongo. And then very sarcastically said oh. Caleb Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I heard, I heard Caleb Cole can really dance. Yeah. I think he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> he was so embarrassed when, uh, when somebody said that. It was, when Cam said that. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. So do you play FIFA, the video game? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I'm not that great, but uh, at least to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the best player on the team? Best FIFA player. I would say um, Gabby Torres. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Gabby Torres. Shout out Gabby. Shout out Gabby Torres. GT, GT, yeah. And then Danny Valenciano as well. I could see that. I bet Danny's a really yeah. good FIFA player. Yeah. And then we have Felipe Pipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Felipe. Um, Felipe definitely said he was the best. Yes, he, he has said that I on multiple pl- occasions. I haven't played, but I think Gabby Torres. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll tell Felipe you said that. So who, who eats the most on the team? Juan Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> and, and who did Juan? Everyone says Juan Sanchez. And, or. Oh. A few people said it might be Bongo. Yeah. Juan, I think Juan Sanchez oh, yeah. said e- it was Bongo. Everyone said it was Juan Sanchez except Juan Sanchez. Yeah. Oh. Juan. Juan. Juan Sanchez. Juan said, Sanchez. Said it was Bongo. So who sits closest to the coach on the bus? So who's trying to, you like, know, maybe get some extra playing time by cutting up the <laughs> yeah, cutting uh, up jokes. I think um, normally it's, I think Phil. Most of the time he's at the front seat. Okay. Sometimes he changes, but I think most of the time it is Phil. I think it is his seat, like something that he has been doing always. You know, something that he has been doing always. I'll say it is Phil. Yeah, Phil seems like a brown noser. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never say that to Phil's face. I would. I mean, or behind his back. I mean, it's more fun to say it behind his back because I want him to hear this hopefully like a year from now and be like, hey, Breezy, <laughs> bro, not cool. <laughs> bro, I think I think everybody on the team has a, a seat that um they normally do, like sit on. So probably that is where he sits. And then coincidentally, it's close to the coaches. Uh, so like, coincidentally, yeah. in air quotes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's your seat on the bus, Bongo? Back seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Why? I don't know. Like, I like to sit at the back and observe. Okay, and okay. maybe dance a little bit. Yeah, just chill there. Close to the music, maybe? And most of the stuff, are f- the fun stuff are normally done at the back seat because, you know, uh, the, the coaches yeah. are up front. So, you, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pro- business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who uh, who picks the music in the locker room? Oh, yeah. So uh, they are giving, uh, we are all given the chance to, like, bring a music or, like, bring songs. But the one who plays it's one, our captain, Juan Hernandez. Mm. Yeah. Does, does Juan have good taste in music? Yeah, I would say yes. Yes. So far, sometimes he plays um, African music. I'll give it to him. Okay. Okay, okay. He, okay. So he plays pretty much plays all around cultures music, so I'll give it to him. Else, I wouldn't have given it to him. That's a, that's <laughs> a, good, awesome. it's a good captain. It's a good captain move, playing yes. all different kinds. So what, what's the weirdest thing an opposing player has ever said to you on the field? Wow. Yeah. Um you know, being black, 
they try to make racist comments to you, but Boo. I've, I just ignore them, laugh at them. Take the ball and go score? Yeah. Um, no. I'll, I'll let you know I'm, racism is not about the color, it's about the heart. So mm. I, just, I, just, I just ignore them and then do my work. If you're a striker, I'll still smash you when you come back. So <laughs> I just keep my <laughs> Sounds like they deserve it, man. Well, I'm, I'm for sure. I'm sorry to hear that uh, people have have done that to you, but also I'm glad to hear you don't take it personal. No, I don't. I don't. I've realized like racism. Um, it's not about color. It's about the heart. Yeah, yeah. Was if you love God in the family, I'm Christian family. If you love God, like there's no racism there. So yeah, that has also like. So I just ignore people say it. Even friends when we are playing around, they say, "Hey, you are black nigga." I just laugh at it. Like I don't harbor things within me. Life is too short to keep things to yourself. You know what I mean? You just move on. That's some advice that I should follow. Life's too short to life is to too short things. to get mad. Yeah, yeah, very wise. Um, I think I think those are words that we can all um, internalize and live by. Uh, Bongo's only been here a few minutes, and I already feel like I'm a better person. I'm learning, right? Um, such an honor. So we've got some non-soccer um, or team-related questions for you as well. So, what's your favorite restaurant to go to in Chattanooga? Wow, my favorite. I don't really have a favorite, honestly, but um, I would say bantambiri. Okay. Mm, yeah. What's your favorite type of food? Um, the breakfast, um, mm-hmm. chicken, chicken and waffles. waffles oh yes. yes. Oh, it's so good. And, and guess who introduced me to that? Cam. Oh Camp, yeah. Cam's yeah. Cam's a good man. Yeah. Chicken and waffles. The first time I had it was in Atlanta, and um. Me my too. life was my life's never been the same. Cam, I'll be honest. Cam and yeah. Caleb, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about Caleb, but uh, Cam. No, <laughs> Caleb is also good at food. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love Caleb. Both, I both Cam and Caleb are, are pretty good foodies. Yeah, they. Uh, all jokes aside, they they definitely. Uh, were they were talking about like different kinds of rice pudding right. when they were on the show, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "What's rice pudding?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, so, what's your favorite place in Chattanooga to go to just chill? Oh, um, the the lake, the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like uh, the Coolidge Park area. Yeah, yeah, close okay. to like the ice cream pr- place where they sell the ice cream. Where they oh yeah, have, yeah, yeah. That side, you know, like there's a big place where mm-hmm. you can stand there mm-hmm. and look at yeah, yeah, that side. I normally go there with my roommate Lasana. Oh uh, yes, a- Abraham's a cool guy. Yes, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's very cool. Um, so what do you, what, what else do you like to do in your free time? Well, my free time, um, being a college, still being kind of like a college student, um, normally, you know, assignments. So are you still studying while I you're still here? Study. Yeah, I still do assignment, write papers and stuff. Woo! Take, uh, exams online. Send so productive. Yeah. A, a professional soccer player and a, literally a, pro, a full-time student. I'm tired just thinking about it. Yeah, it's a lot, but we are determined to do it. It's our work and our profession, so. Very have cool. To do it here. How much longer do you have? So I graduated December fourteenth. Okay, so it's so close. So close. Yeah, but it looks like longer than before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot more to do this semester. Um, big projects and stuff. Yeah, kind of. But every semester you do projects, mm-hmm. so it's like the same, you know. And then you getting done. It's like you can't wait, and it's like you feel there's still a lot. Meanwhile, you've been doing that already. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's getting closer, but one day at a time. Yeah. yeah, true, true, true. So, what's your favorite sport besides soccer? 
Well, um, table tennis, volleyball. Yes, oh. volleyball. Underrated sport. Very yeah. underrated. I, I can play hockey. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. And then handball. Ooh, handball is a yeah. sport I have never understood. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about that with Max and Marcus. Did you? Yeah, they're both into to handball. Yeah. That is my favorite sport to watch in the in the Summer Olympics. Well, you're going to have to teach me the rules of that sport because I've literally never even watched enough to know the rules. Yeah, it's like soccer with your hands. Yeah, it's like soccer with your hands. You can't use your, your legs or your foot. Yeah. All right. Yes. Did you did you play? Yeah, handball? I played. I played. Um, I played it in my former school because my former school. Um, I was doing sports coaching before coming to the states, so you had to do all these sports. And then even in Ghana, in general, like where I grew up, it was like a community where you do all these sports, like mm-hmm. neighborhoods where sometimes this Saturday we'll be like we are playing soccer. This neighborhood against this neighborhood. The other weekend we say we are playing hockey against this neighborhood. So like it was something that you get yourself involved. Like you don't only do one thing. Okay. So, oh, that's and awesome. for neighborhood pride too. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the thing, true. And and how did your neighborhood normally do in these competitions? Oh, like my neighborhood, I wouldn't say we're always at the top, but most of the time, my neighborhood, okay. like at least. I would say the same thing. Most of the time. Yeah. But well, not always, but like. Almost We're always. hard to beat, though. Sometimes we get beat, but like, mm, it was hard for us to lose sometimes, so. I got you. Yeah. Uh, so do you. Uh, with as busy as you are, do you ever get time to watch any TV? Um, watching TV, it's not sometimes my thing. Yeah, um, probably maybe unless an action movie. Yeah, mm. maybe if I get an action movie or an adventure movie where there is like action stuff, sword, you know, like yeah. What's like, your favorite movie? Wow. <laughs> um, I would say um. Kind of like a movie with a message. Sometimes, like if I, if I say I have a um, a favorite movie, I have fallen in love with other movies right now. So I'll say sometimes I look at the storyline, but I'll say Rambo, Commando, okay, stuff like you know those are people that we we had from back home. We watch their movies. So, so like some of the best action movies. So eighties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We heard about them Rambo or stuff, and now you still watch them on YouTube, so uh-huh. and stuff. So cool. I, yeah, I, I Rambo is one of those movies that I, I definitely go back to. A little sliced alone. You drew Fleur's blood. Ooh, I see what you did there. All right, so let's transition back in time now. So Bongo wasn't always a kid in college, and, and now a professional soccer player. You were once a little Bongo. Can you tell us, uh, maybe start at the beginning uh, of your of your life and your soccer journey and kind of tell us about uh, your life story maybe um, and however you want to tell it? Well, um, growing up in Ghana, um, along the line, I lost my dad. Um, when I was seven, I lost my mom. When I was about to finish high school, and we are a mm-hmm. family of six, and I'm the last five boys, one girl. So... Um, Things became hard and tough, you know. A single parent like my mom taking care of mm-hmm. f- six kids, it was hard and stuff. So we had to get scattered, like move around to find place and survive, try mm-hmm. to do like these labor jobs and stuff. So it was hard, but so soccer was my passion. And then um, growing up along the line, God made a miracle. 
and then through that, I came to the States. Yeah. So if I could ask, was your dad a soccer player? Did he, was he a, was that a sport that he passed on to you? No, I don't think so. My mom never told me about that. Um, I think he, he was a football person. He loved soccer. Mm-hmm. That was what my mom said. But like, I don't think, I don't know if he played. Yeah. But he was, he was, he was tall. He was a tall man. I looked at the pictures yeah. of him. Yeah, he was a tall man. So most of my siblings are tall. And I took my mom who was, who was short. So Yeah, Bongo says he's short. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm short. <laughs> I think I'm short. But I mean, I look tall. People tell me like, you look tall. I'm like, wow, really? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was it? What what kind of things did uh, you and your siblings do when you were growing up? What are the kind of things that you like to do? Well, um, most of the time after um, we we lost our dad along the line, we didn't really stay together. So the little thing that we had to do sometimes we had to sell, like kind of like uh, go to the streets and sell and stuff, like carry things on your head, like on your head, tomatoes, whatever walk in the neighborhoods, be mm-hmm. shouting for people to buy and stuff to make ends meet. So those were the things like we had to do. There was nothing favorite to do because at that time we were living to survive. There was no support anywhere for us to like. So so you all had, when, when your father passed away, you all had to work. Yeah, we all had to work. We all had to find our way to like make life. So, so we didn't really have like something favorite to do. The only yeah. favorite to do was to survive and make it. Yeah. yeah. So and then, no. go ahead. No. Uh, and then when your when your mom passed away, did is that when you mo- you didn't move to the states then though? No, I didn't. I did. I moved to the states in 2017, and uh, when when my mom passed away, I was I was about to finish high school. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, I was playing soccer around, trying to like find a way make ends means. But it was so hard, it was tough. And along the line, I had I nearly gave up, honestly. Because friends, I had friends who were going for tryouts in Europe and stuff. They were like going to like different places and your friends and colleagues would be like, What are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Stop playing soccer. Like you need to get something meaningful to do and stuff. But like I was like, No. I kept going on. But along the line I got the chance to go to a university and play soccer as well. So I was like, Okay. I'll take the opportunity because I was also thinking about life after soccer in general. So, and when the, so did you play in a university in Ghana as well? Yes, I played um two years, the freshman and then my sophomore, before coming to the states as a junior. Yeah. And how, how did you, uh, how did you, wow, I don't know if the listeners heard my the dog Bless just you, mix. the dog just sneezed. Bless you, mix. <laughs> just sneezed in the background. Um, how did you keep uh, keep hope alive for your soccer career with with having to work to survive and then and all of those things, what kept you going? Well, I would say um, it was the grace of God and then um, clean heart, being clean hearted. Yeah, that was something that kept me going because sometimes when you allow enviness, jealousy, bitterness to come into your heart, you will not be who you are, and then um, it will not motivate you to work hard enough. When you listen to the negative stuff of people, sometimes mm-hmm. you use the negative stuff of people to 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 use it as an energy to like work harder. 
So I would say clean hearted. I was like, I believed in God. And then I still like kept going, working hard, training hard. Every morning going for a jog before practice and stuff. And sometimes you come back, there's no food for you to eat. But we still kept the hope alive. And then God showed us mercy and grace. That's that's incredible, man. I, I, I Obviously, I, I don't know you well. And so I'm just learning these these things. But knowing how how it seems how happy and upbeat and positive you are, I never would have guessed uh, just the amount of it's like trials and, and tribulations you've you've gone through. So it's amazing that you can, you know, have a positive outlook. It's it's yeah. not easy. Sometimes I I thought I nearly give up myself, but God showed up. God showed up. And then one thing I learned is you always trust God trust the process because life is a challenge life is a process on its own don't hate anybody Mm -hmm. just believe in what you are doing love it do it wholeheartedly with passion trust me one day will you resource because i do everything i do with passion 200 percent i'm a type that when i do something or i'm going to do something i don't feel like doing it i'll not do it because i'll i'll end up not giving my best or giving my all or i'll end up disgracing myself so if I can do something, I do it wholeheartedly. If I can't do it, I let you know that I can't, but I'll try. So even if I try and fail, it will not be like I disappointed you. You know what I mean by like. So everything that you do, do it with passion. And I believe it will yield results. Yeah. It will take long, but it will definitely yield results. That's very good advice. Very good. Okay, so we kind of touched on your, your soccer journey a little bit there. So did you play at a, in a youth club? During yeah. this time? Yeah, I did. I did play the youth club back home. I did play the youth club back home. Um, it was amateur. Yeah. And along the line, you get pickups. People call you to like, hey, we have a pickup game against these people, maybe in the next town or in the next state. Just like a friend, a friendly pickup. And then you go and play as well. And then also I got a chance to play for a division one, but I was I was playing as an amateur. So at least I got a chance to play like a couple of youth clubs and oh, then junior cool. clubs back home. So, And then at some point you said you went to college in Ghana to play soccer, correct? Yes, yes. I went to college. Um, that was in 2015. And what, so, were, what were you studying? I was studying sports coaching. Okay. Yeah, So because I wanted to be a coach and also I wanted to be a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do the, um, the sports coaching and along the line when I'm done with it, I'll do PE, which is more like an education course and then be a teacher or as well as a coach. And is that still something you want to do? Well, in the near future, that is something I would love to do. Like, if I get a chance to do my master's, I'll go into coaching. Or if I don't get a chance, whatever God gives to me. But, like, I will still want to coach after life, after soccer. It's something that I feel like there's something that God wants me to do and give kids. And I've been coaching. even. Um, so I coached, uh, I assisted in Mobile. There's a a school called St. Paul's High School. Mm-hmm. Um, the co- head coach there is called Chad Harrison. God bless him wherever he is. He gave us the chance, me and then one of my best friends, his name is Guillermo Atoy, to coach there as assistant coach. So at first, um, that was 2017, no, 2018, we went to Final Four. And then the recent one, which is the 2019, we went to Final Four. God be so good. We went to Finals and we won the state wow. for the oh, first time cool. in school's history. That's great. And this is high school. That's just high school. Yeah, we won it in Huntsville. Very cool. Yes. That's great. Shout out Chad Harrison. Yeah, and winning uh, the winning high school like, team. Yeah, yes. you want your you want your high school soccer team to be good. 
sign like, Bongo sign, up. sign Bongo up as your coach. Yeah. yeah. So after after you were uh, in Ghana in college playing soccer, how did you end up playing college soccer in the U.S.? So um, I had a friend I played with in our university, and I think there was an agent who brought him to University of Mobile because mm-hmm. I think the college coaches here in the States have c- connections with agents and stuff all over the world so they can recommend players. My friend spoke to, like, the University of Mobile, but, like, they were not giving any shot until Coach Fula came to Ghana to scout for players and he organized a tryout and then I went to play the tryout. And the funny story about the tryout was I was in school at that time and the tryout was also in a different place and I didn't even have money at that time to, like, board bars to go. I was like, I had played a couple of trials before. I was like, I'm going to give up. Like, it's been the same story. They tell you how good and we'll see. So I had to borrow money from people. Like, hey, I'll give you some money. I've tried to do something. And I went to play the trial. And God being so good, no, no, that one was the one that was going to work out. So wow. thank you, Coach Fuller. God bless you wherever you are. Very, very cool. Very cool. So after the tryout where Coach Fuller saw you, what was that process like? Did that take a long time for you to come over here? Was it just a week later? How did that work? Well, um, we played, I think it was in um, 2016. It was in 2016, December, that we played a tryout. And after, like, I was talking to the coach, Daniel William, the head coach of Inretro Mobile. God bless him wherever he is. Such a, a great man. So we started talking from that time. We're doing the process. There was an agent. They contacted, like, we're doing the process and stuff. And then um, I went to the embassy um, in July. I think July 28th, no, July 25th. And I got my visa on July 28th. And then the funny thing was, like, at that time, many people were kind of, like, denied visas at that time. Um, but God being so good, I was I was given a visa, which my friends and some people who also were trying to come to the States, the different schools were surprised themselves. And I thank God, because after I got out from the embassy, I saw people who were crying, like they were denied visa, because it takes a lot in the process, you know, the money that you spend mm-hmm. in the process. So, but I thank God, like, I wasn't denied, and then he made the way, and then I'm here, so. And that was a quick turnaround time as it was well. A, it was quick, like, yeah. honestly, like, when I was doing the process, it was kind of like slow, slow, fast, slow, slow. But after I went for the interview, I only had one week to come to the States and then to have preseason. Oh, wow. So, like, wow. like it was, I had to move my stuff from school, go to, like, running errands to, like, my plane ticket, like, everything, you know, getting, go to the hospital, whatever, like, I had to do. So, I didn't really prepare myself coming here, honestly, <laughs> like, like. I'm telling you, like that was why I told you, like when I came here, it took me two days to realize, like I was in uh-huh. uh, America. And when I was given the visa, I cried that day. Like I went to my room, it was like I went into coma. Like I was surprised at what God did. Like because people, many people were denied. I had friends who were denied myself, mm-hmm. like, and I knew them myself. So you know the fear, but yeah. God is always good. He knows what is good yeah. for us. And a lot of that just shows the power of positivity, yeah, as well. Yeah, and it uh, it also seems like you know God has come up a lot, you know, in this in this conversation. So your faith definitely seems to be a, a central part of your of your life. Yes, yes, honestly. W- where does that come from? Is that something you were raised with, or if you I, don't mind me asking? Yeah, I th- I think it was something that I was raised with a bit by my mom, mm-hmm. because 
my mom was super religious. Sometimes you hear her praying in the night, crying to God and stuff. Sorry, but along the line, what she was telling us always before, like we were moving, she was like, the only person you need to believe in is God. If you want to achieve or make it in life, no matter what, you need to believe in God. Because I'm coming from a country where there is so much superstition, there's so much uh, witchcraft, sorcery and stuff. So that was something I would say it played a role in. And I also realized I had nobody except God. Because mm-hmm. there was no one to support you. There was Even though people show up, I like, there was no really, really a particular person that would be like, oh, like I'm taking care of you. Mm-hmm. God always used people that I didn't know to support you at that particular time. And then they are done. It was like they were on a mission. So I always had to believe in God. So that has always been my 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 center, like my central um hold of my life here. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. So you um you had the world win, took you two days to, you know, for it to really sink in. You're in the United States. And then you start it your was, preseason. It was, it was two weeks. Two weeks. It was two two weeks. oh two weeks. Yes, it was two weeks. When I came here, it was two weeks that I realized that I was in America because I didn't believe myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like you walk around on the campus and you ask yourself, "Is this me? Am I in the is, states? Is this real life? <laughs> is this real life? Is it a dream? Is this just fantasy? So, like it's something that we've been hearing back home, you know, America and stuff. And then today I was in America. I was like, No, 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 I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Like. But it's God. It's it was it was amazing. And then I had to do preseason, and then fortunately for me, the weather was kind of like it was hot at that time, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like similar to what's Ghana. The, what's the the climate like in Ghana? So or, in Ghana, we have um, two seasons, which is called the rainy season uh-huh. and the dry season. Okay. So the rainy season starts from somewhere February to like July, August, September, and then the dry season starts from September to like December. But we have uh, the dry season. We have one that is called the humid season. It comes from December to January where the weather is so humid, you get cracks on your lips. And then like your foot is so humid. Aside of that, wow. is, yeah, but it's most of the time hot. Is it uh, compared to Mobile? Uh, Mobile is pretty hot. I've been to Mobile. Yeah. Is it hotter than Mobile or is it similar? Yes. yes. Hotter? It's hotter than Mobile sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Because Mobile is pretty hot. Yes. Mobile is definitely Hot. Mobile is hot, but yeah. sometimes it's hotter than mobile. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And then once you got here, how did you find the level of soccer? Like I, I know you said you played a little bit in the mm-hmm. first division yes. as an amateur in, in Ghana and then you played college soccer in Ghana. What 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 did you find when you got here, the level of soccer? What was that like? Well, I feel the level here was more scientific. What do you mean? Like um, you know, more of tactics, uh-huh. more of video analysis and stuff, like more of scouting reports. Like back home, it's hard because of we don't have most of the facilities, unless, of course, our national teams. But like the clubs do not really have those facilities. So, like, it's kind of like hard. You can be good, but sometimes you need um, information about your opponent to enable you to prepare and adjust for that kind of mm-hmm. team you are going to play. So, um, the level was good. Um, I would say I'm a player. I don't look at how good I am. I don't look at how good I can play. I just listen to my coach. Um, teaches me what to do 
Mm-hmm. That is me. Yes. If he, if I have a style and my coach is like, I want you to play this style, I'll do that. That is me. Even if it is not in my interest or my field, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Now that I've I've watched you play at CFC, and, and I know Smitty has too. And I've watched some tape on you. There's some tape out there, for some scouting tape. You know that from highlights of your college career. And something that you seem to really, really like is a good slide tackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, like it's true. It's true. I, I love to slide tackle. It's I would say most of our soccer back home in Ghana is about like aggression, kicking mm-hmm. a slide tackle as center back. And you know we have we don't have much fields, so much fields or so many fields back home. We our fields are normally like gravels or sandy, but even that one we slide tackle. So how much Ooh. more getting a, gla- a grass field or like a turf field? You know what I mean? But it depends on the situation why I slide tackle. So, so here you maybe you slide tackle even more because it's usually on turf or grass. <laughs> yeah, I slide tackle. But like as I'm growing up, I'm trying to limit that. One. I'm trying to be more technical because of the coaches that I'm meeting up. They try to talk to you as a center back. There are certain things you need to do. So I'm trying to grow and learn from it. Yeah. So speaking of coaches, uh, Coach Fuller, Obviously, he's played a big part in your soccer journey, sure. and then and you've met Coach Elliot. Uh, what kind of things have they worked on with you this year at CFC? Well, um, they've worked especially on my mental toughness, um, and then my my patience, you know, and then um, how to be innovative. You know, sometimes it's not about how good you are; it's about listening. It's about playing to the instruction. So. That is what they've made me to. Um, and then if you're working with someone and then you would not want to listen to the person, I don't think you mm-hmm. would, you the person would love to work with you or you would want to be there. Because if if you're working, you need to be submissive. No matter how good you think you are, no matter how... We all have natural pride and ego mm-hmm. because of our past achievements and stuff. But you should always have it in mind that you need to listen and play to according to your coach's instruction. So they have really made me to be more patient with my play, more innovative, more creative, and more dynamic. Because um, I was, I think I was kind of like more static, but like I'm going to be more technical. Yeah. So what are the what are some of the things that they've done with you to work on that? Um, my passing, my long ball, my thinking. When to when to make certain decisions, and the places where you need to make those decisions, mm-hmm. because as a defender, uh, you need not to lose the ball easily at your own half. Uh, you need not to give the ball away just like that. Yeah, it depends on the situation, but if it depends, if it demands you to clear the ball away, you clear. But if it demands you to keep the ball, there is no way to go for it. Just keep the ball, because if you have the ball, you are defending in a way. So. They've, they've really taught me a lot, so I'm still learning. So we've gotten the honor to see a couple of CFC practices this year. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing every practice is the end of practice when they're trying to get all the soccer players off the field so the football players can go. And Bongo is always launching balls across the field to someone else, and then someone else launches it back to Bongo. Bongo chases it down, takes it down with his foot. You know, huge long passes, amazing touch. Just runs it down and just just stops it. Is that something that you've worked on a lot? Yes, yes. It's something that um, 
I'm really working on and I'm still working on with my long balls. Um, my, my coaches made me to understand that it's not just about kicking a long ball. It should be a long pass. Every ball that you kick long, it should be a pass. The intention should be a pass. So you just don't kick a ball. So always you need to find a target. And even if you don't find a target, you need to find a spot or a place where you mm. play into the space and the striker gets it. So normally we were like, as a defender, you know, you kick, just kick. But like now, that's why I said they are make, they've made me to be innovative. No, every, Now every pass that I kick, long or short, it should be a pass, not just kicking or passing. It should be to a target. Yeah. yeah. And, and for everybody, anybody that was ever wondering, Bongo is the last person to come off the field. Every time he's like, one more pass, one more pass. Yes, yes. I've, I've witnessed. Yeah. I have witnessed that as well. Yeah, a group of of eighty football players just standing on the sideline and bongos. One more, one more. And then, and then um, here is the case that um, I'm playing with a bunch of like guys that are talented. Mm-hmm. We all have our different qualities um, in our own way. So I try to learn from each and every one. You know. There are people, you can't have everything. There are people that they have something you don't have. But as an athlete, you need to learn from the person to keep it so that it makes you more dynamic, so that you don't struggle and then you don't be di- um, stagnant. Mm. But, yeah, so yeah. that is one thing, like, I try to do. I try to, like, when you see me telling the person, oh, one more, one more, that means I'm learning myself and I'm learning from the person. Either the way the person kicks a ball that I'm not used to or either the way the person traps a ball or controls a ball, even though I try to control, but in a way, I'm trying to learn from the person. So that's why I try to like. I think Bongo should be a life coach. Bongo should definitely be a life coach. Teach teach kids and uh, and probably adults like me to uh, stay positive, to learn from others. There's so many good, so many good lessons. Mm-hmm. The, we'll, we'll, we're going to title the tour The Power of One More. Yeah, The Power of, there <laughs> yeah. you go. So Bongo, what was your first game uh, for CFC? this season that you played? Um, my first game was against Georgia Revolution in Georgia when we won 2-1, 2-1. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you started at left back? Uh, yeah, yeah, left back. They played me there to like... Um, how was how was got, playing left back? Was that crazy? Um, It wasn't something new to me, though. I used to play back home, like mm-hmm. all around. But I was put there because of a specific job to do, to stop. You know, they were good with their wingers. Mm-hmm. Because they came here to beat us 3-2 um, here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had um, a guy called Pascal, which I've played against him in my uh, conference before. So Okay. Yeah. So, so you were you were specifically matched up against him? Yeah, against him, yeah. So that was my first game. Very cool. And did you play against Municipal? No, um, I didn't play against Municipal. No, I played against Municipal. You didn't play against yeah. Comunicación. I didn't. Though. Yeah, okay. because I was injured at that time. That's yeah, that's what so. I remember. Okay, so how was it? If we're bouncing around a little bit, how was it against Municipal, a professional team from Guatemala? Was it was it a high level? Did you? How did? You, what was it like? Well, it was a challenging game, I would say. Even though we should have won, honestly, but they were a good side. Like looking at their level, you could tell they were professional. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that we were also gifted. Like. Looking at what they were playing and we were matching them up and the level that they've been through, like, too. If we should be there, I think we would be so rapid. But playing against such people, like, it was tough. 
it was it was it was a great challenge because you play against somebody who is a different level. That means you don't need to think like the way you would think against someone who's on the same level. Now you need to think extra. Mm-hmm. You need to play extra. You need to give extra. So it, it it wasn't it was a good game. Like honestly, I I thought you had a really good game on that game because you started right. Yes, at right at right center back. Yes, I played all game. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I remember you had a lot of tackles yes. because they had. Uh, they had some. They had one particular guy that was very tall. I think in the middle, a number ten. I think. Yes. And he was he was quite good. Yes. Uh, and left footed guy. I, I don't. I didn't remember that. Yes. Makes sense. But I remember him being tall and yes. the number ten. Lanky. And, and you were right on. You were right on him uh, yes. all game. Yes. And uh, Pongo taught him a little lesson a few times about if you uh, <laughs> if you t- if you let your guard down for one second, he will take that ball. Yeah. And he will go. <laughs> he will punish you. Yeah. And you know um, the butcher, I'll, Bongo the, the butcher. butcher yeah. And you know like. It was now that I was coming from my injury, and then um, so I need to, and I had not been playing, so I was hungry. Yeah, and you don't want to miss your opportunities as well. So, so what's it what's it like uh, as a player to come back from an injury? I would imagine it's very tough. How do you stay motivated? How do you get sharp? How do you keep from getting you know down? Uh, what what's that like? And how do you, how did you overcome that? Well, um, um, it was hard. Honestly, it took it took a lot. Honestly, it took a lot. Like you think a lot, you don't play. It drains you. But um, I draw my inspiration from back when I'm when I look back. Someone that um, I normally look up to in the Bible is Joseph and then David. There was a time David was going through challenges, struggles, and then he was questioning God, "Why me? This and that happening to me and stuff." And God told him to remember where he brought him from. Because we all know David came from the woods or the bush mm. to become a king. Yeah. And God brought him from the bush. So I remember where God brought me from, Ghana, to here. So sometimes I try to like stay saddened and then I look at what God has done for me, bringing me, and then I take inspiration that like keep pushing. And I know like it will come to an end and I'll come back stronger. So it was hard though, but I thank God that he, he, he showed me his grace. So what's it like um, for you? What's it like to play um, in front of the, the crowd at, in Finley Stadium? Wow. I wish there was a word that I can use to describe. It's, it's amazing. It's... What did you think the first time? The first time you went out and saw the, and saw the crowd? Wow. I was like, this is a dream come true. This is a dream come true. I was like, wow, look at me playing in front of this crowd. Mm-hmm. All I said was, I thank you, God. Let them know why you brought me here. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. Um, so I was immediately endeared to Bongo um, because at the end of the game when the players would come over to celebrate with us, we would start singing to them and then Bongo would immediately start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> So much better, like you know, Soren, Soren, Soren dances, but Bongo, Bongo dances, um, and it, it it's so good. And I was like, he is immediately my new favorite player. Also, Bongo, you wear two wristbands, right? Yes, sir. And those are colored with are those the the colors of uh, Ghana. Is that what those are? Yes, sir. Is that why you wear them to celebrate your heritage or superstition, or why do you wear them? Um. I wear them as a, a form of an identity mm-hmm. to identify myself. Um, being black, you know, people wonder, 
So having it there shows they will uh, work, they will ask questions. Where is he coming from? Even though we have other African countries that um they have the same colors, mm-hmm. but definitely it identifies me on the field because there might be other black players. And then two, it is a way of representing my country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I've not been called to play the national team, but I feel I represent my country playing for where like wherever I go, even at CFC. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so who is your roommate? I think we talked about him earlier. Yes, um, I have two roommates. Okay. Torge, the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. And then Abraham Lasana. Okay. Are they uh, are they clean guys? Dirty guys? Um, I would say they are. Um, honestly, before God, man, they are clean guys. Oh, that's good. Yes, they are clean. It's easier. Are, yes. are you a clean guy? Yeah. Well, I'm a clean guy, but I'm not a clean guy. <laughs> because you know, sometimes like you you move you just put stuff away, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as a single guy, you know, but sometimes you try to make sure it is clean. But I'll say I'm a clean guy. Like simple, yeah. I'm not dirty. Were there any really big surprises uh when you came to CFC? So I know that you came for a tryout. Yes. And you tried out and you Ended up making the team. Yes. Um, what were what were you told? And then maybe like, was there anything that was really surprising once you got here? Like, what were you expecting? Was it all normal? I'm just curious what uh what that transition was like. Well, um, what what they told me before coming, I felt the expectations like it was more like. I exp- I didn't expect that, but I, I felt like it's beyond what I expected. Do you know what I mean? Like, I thought like it was going to be something normal, but I realized when I came, it's special. Yes. So I know this year has been your first year here, and there's been a lot of league uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's been very, you know, we, we were going to play in the Founders Cup, and then we ended up in the Members Cup. Uh, what's that been like, not knowing how it, next year is going to look like, you know, how many international spots there are going to be? I mean, what's that like as a player? Well, um, it's 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 um, I would say in a way it's 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 uh it's 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 a headache, you know, um, because in life you think about um next year, think about tomorrow. But what I feel is one day at a time. You just tomorrow is never ours. Tomorrow is never predicted. Tomorrow is in the hands of the Almighty God. Mm. But all I can do as a player is to work hard every day that I'm given the chance, either at practice, either at games, and then God will take care of us and life in general as well. So That's a great outlook. It's a fantastic outlook. All right, so we're going to do something we've never done before, and we're going to see how this goes, listeners. A little peek behind the curtain. We're going to be troubleshooting this live. Uh because producer Jay is not here. Uh, this is producer Breezy, and that is not um, a normal thing. <laughs> so we're going to call Coach Fuller, and Coach Fuller um, may, assuming this works on my phone, uh, tell us some bongo stories uh, here for uh, a minute. So uh, bongo's looking very embarrassed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, now, we, now we get all the good details. I know that bongo and, and Coach Fuller have a very special relationship. Um, so You should have called Jordan Rada. <laughs> 
Jordan Matthias. You should have called him, called him Fula. No, Fula has so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see, uh, let's see how this goes. Listeners, this might be cut up a little bit because uh, we may have some technical oh, difficulties. And also shout out to Producer Jay for editing all of this. Yes, we miss you, Producer Jay. I wish you were here to uh, make this work. Congrats on getting married. Yeah, congrats on getting married. Congratulations. Biggest mistake you'll ever make. Just kidding. Being married. Just kidding. Being married is awesome, and your and your uh, soon to be wife's awesome. Uh, that's gonna get cut up and used against me for sure. Shout out, Rachel. All right, let's call let's call coach and see how this works. hear it ringing how much you want to bet he sends us the voicemail <laughs> hello hey coach it's breezy breezy how are you i'm very well i'm sitting here with smitty yo and bongo and you are my, that's that's actually now three of my favorite people in the whole world actually that are right there i mean that's a that's the uh, ultimate triumvirate Right there. You know, I would I would tell you to stop, but that would be completely dishonest. I would, I'm I'm here for the flattery very much. Yeah. I'll give you about thirty minutes to stop that. So, coach, we've been, we've been talking all about um, Bongo. We've talked a lot about his life. What what an inspiring guy! And we understand that um, not only have you played a big role in his soccer journey as the guy who helped recruit him and scout him, but also a little birdie told me you might have some fun Bongo stories. So. I'll kind of turn it over to you, and I would love to hear whatever you'd like to add and embarrass Bongo with. And if you could see how red Bongo's face is right now. <laughs> he's, he's, ter- he's terrified right now. <laughs> so the one thing that I would say, um, if you're going to ask about funny Bongo stories, I think the guys probably would be the better ones to, uh, to, throw, those out, to throw those out because he's, uh, he's always on his best behavior around me. But uh, a very interesting Bongo story, and I think inspiring story that I've used with other people. Um, so when I was in Ghana doing some scouting, and the first two days that we were there, we were in Accra, uh, the capital, and he came out along with probably another 60 invitees were out at this at this trial. And to be honest with you, and Bongo will tell you this, if they would have just opened it up for anybody to show up, you'd have had six hundred people out there, six hundred players. Mm-hmm. I mean wow. uh, when there's an opportunity to to play in front of uh, uh, foreign coaches and have an opportunity to move on outside of uh, your country, regardless of which country it is in Africa. I mean, the, the players come out, and uh, so Bongo was at it. He immediately impressed me for his. Uh, he's just he's a very good player, and uh, I liked him very much. I thought he would be somebody that could adapt to the style that he plays quite well to the United States, and. Uh, so I, I, I like him right off the bat. We watched him for two days. I had marked him down. We left there and went north 
And again, just so you guys understand, we had to take a plane to go to a place called Kumasi in the, uh, in the north of Ghana. And uh, it was about a two-hour plane flight. So we showed up there in the evening, showed up the next day for our training sessions there and had uh, the first one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we had probably 50 players mm-hmm. and Nick Bongo. And I went over and specifically said wow. to him, I was like, Nathaniel, you were at, uh, you were at the sessions in Accra. How, uh, how did you make it up here? He said, well, he said, I knew that you guys were coming here and I didn't want you to forget about me. So <laughs> That's I, great. I borrowed some money from some people and I traveled by bus and I said, well, Traveled by bus. How long was that? He said, "Well, it was at least eight hours." Now, I know it was a lot longer than eight hours, and I also know the conditions that he had to travel in to get there. But when I saw him there, he went. We did five sessions in about excuse me six sessions in four days. He was at every single one of them. Every one. Everyone. Wow. And when you see that kind of dedication, my first call was to my old school where I had coached at University of Mobile, to Daniel Whelan, and I, uh, the, the head coach there, and I said, you, you have to get this guy. Got to get him. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what the deal is, what you got to do, but you got to get him. That's, and uh, that's an incredible story, right? Yeah, and it's the truth. That's the best part about it. It's the absolute truth. Uh, it, and you are, you have a guy sitting with you that I'm just telling you is ten times a better person than he's ever going to be as an athlete. He's a very good athlete and a very good soccer player, but he's a ten times better person. And somebody needs to latch on to it. We've, uh, Smitty and I have, have decided that Bongo, after he's done playing and, and coaching and whatever else he wants to do, he should probably be yeah. a life coach. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I agree. He's I agree. Such an, such an inspiring, inspiring guy. Well, yep. co- Coach, do you have anything else you want to add? Thank you for that fantastic story. You should see, I wish there was a camera so we could, you could see Bongo's face <laughs> listening to this story because it's, it's great. Well, the one thing that I would say is, so I believe it was after, it was after maybe the Bug Eaters game uh, that we played, and Bongo came back, uh, was was back here to to play in it uh, before he had to go back to Mobile, to the University of Mobile at, uh, so I had been out uh, after the game doing my stuff with CBC, um, out with a couple of the other uh, sponsors, some different things, and I ended up at a place called Reagan, which I'm sure you guys know. I've heard of it, and, yeah. And I have to happen to run into a group of the players. So I said hello and shook hands, and all these people were standing around 
watching somebody dance. <laughs> well, I, met, I kind of wormed my way through because it was two or three deep. And I got in there, and I was watching. I saw Bongo doing some of the craziest things that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, I, must, I must say, he, he, he had everyone captivated. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So that that story so, easily explains why every player that we've talked to have said has said Bongo's the best dancer on the team. Yeah, other than Lasana. I don't think he's as good as Lasana. Sorry to say that Bongo, but I think Lasana's better. Oh my but, do you do you have something to say to that, Bongo? Well um he's the best judge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he's, he's so modest. Best, uh, he's the best judge, so I think we just need to have a roommate dance-off. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. At least we're not open up for everybody to see. So That might be, that might be what we need to have at CBC. I, I, think, I think you guys should definitely make that happen. That let, seems like a good idea. Let you and, uh, and, and Matt Coniglio be the judges. Oh, Give you guys some yeah. scorecards. I don't think you should let Matt Coniglio, co-host Matt Coniglio judge anything. <laughs> I, I, I think his job well, is a designated drinker. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to touch that one. I'm not going to touch it. But uh, but um, the guy you've got sitting with you, I'm telling you, I think is going to do great things in this life. And uh, he is. Uh, he's a. He's an incredibly. He's an incredible human being, and uh, he. He's got his life. He's, he's got his life in a great place. He loves God. He's committed. He's committed to God. He's committed to doing the right thing, regardless of what it means or what it takes. And uh, uh, I just, uh, I just have so much time for him. And uh, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're people in Chattanooga are lucky people to have had Bongo here with us. Um, magnificent yeah I, I think we we wholeheartedly agree that chattanooga fc and the city of chattanooga are better because this summer bongo has been here and this i guess the spring and the fall as well so thank you absolutely thank you Listen, guys, it's great to chat with you and bongo i'll see you in the morning for training and i love you i love you too sir thank you so much for everything god bless you sir See you, Bongo. See you, See you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks coach. coach. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Coach Fuller. I think I think he's a big fan of yours, just like we are, Bongo. Yeah. So, so Bongo, I think this is probably a good place for us to close. Um, I have two final questions. Um, yes, sir. And the first one uh, is where can people find you on social media? If they want to follow you, if they want to connect with you, um, yeah, where can, I know you said you're on Instagram, but maybe share your Instagram handle and wherever else you, you would like people to find you. So um, my Instagram uh, name is Nabedai, which is my middle name and my na, my last name. How do you so, spell it? So my middle name is N-A-R-H, and then the last name is B-E-D-A-I. So I'll say it again, N-A-R-H-B-E-D-A-I. It's, ca- it's combined, so... You find me there. And then my Facebook is Nathaniel Bedai. And then um, 
if you are able to contact me on these two, my Snapchat, and then if you need my phone number, fine, no problem. But for now, <laughs> I'll keep the phone number for now. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's it. Smart. Save Smart. that one. You don't, you, don't, you don't need any crazy uh, random calls, and then I'll be doing my homework, or I'll be sleeping, and they'll be like, hello, hello. You think it's over. Yeah, you got you got to watch out. There's some crazy. There's some crazy CFC fans, myself included. <laughs> Bree, breezy, breezy might be the person that's calling yeah, you for at, sure. at midnight. Um, so, is there anything else um, that you would like our listeners to know about you, or that that we have maybe we haven't asked you anything you want to share? Well, um, all I'll say, um, one thing about me is um, I'm a simple guy um, who believes in God trying to make life and survive, not for myself, not by myself, but for others, especially back home. I have um, a dream of building up an NGO organization mm-hmm. to support like orphanages back home with their education and stuff. Wow. And then I'm somebody that is clean-hearted. Like I'm good to go with everybody. I don't discriminate on the basis of gender, race, worth, or whatever. No, I... I believe we are all equal from the creation of God. So that is me. And then above all, I'm hardworking, disciplined, and I'm committed to my job. But I'm one of the funniest person. But I work hand in hand. It's when it's business time, it is business time. If it is joke time, it's joke time. So I don't conflict those two. When it's work time, then I'll be playing no. When it's work time, you might think I'm not the bongo that you know. Don't hate me for that because it is work time. I don't joke with my work. I do it with passion. And when it's play time, you see the bongo as well. I do it with passion. So that is me. Yeah. yeah. And and bongo, I've you know, it's truly been an inspiration uh, to be able to talk to you um, over over this past uh, past hour. Um, and you know, wish you wish you all the luck with the remainder of the the CFC season, um, and and you know, graduating and and the future for you. I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, best of luck. You're uh, you're one of us now. Whether whether you're back with CFC next year or 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 not, or, or wherever you end up, you're you're one of ours now. You always you're one of us. Yeah. Thank you, you so much. You you guys are a family to me, and you always be a family. And then I want to thank um the Almighty God first for this platform and showing me grace in wherever I go. And I want to thank um, my teammates and I want to thank my, my coaches um, back in college and here, um, Coach Peter Fuller, Coach Bill Elliott, Jordan Mathias, and then Coach Daniel William, um, Mark Joseph, um, Sammy, and then Coach Chad Harrison. Um, I want to thank each and every one as well. And then the CFC supporters and family, like, and then also my host family back in Mobile. And if I also ha- get a host family here, I can't wait. But I want to thank the CFC fans. You guys have really made us feel like home. And God bless you all for your time, for your resources, for your investment, including the cl- club presidents who are fans themselves. And God bless them also. And one thing I want them to also know that we, the players, are also fans ourselves of the club. So... Um, in the good times and in the bad times, we feel what they feel. So mm-hmm. we thank them for the connection that they build and the teamwork that they build um, and the platform that they always give us. We appreciate it as a team and God bless them in everything that they do. And may God reward them for their good, kind, and hearted things that they do for us. Thank you. And I don't have much to add other than I guess I'll share my uh, social media handle. If you want to get me at me on Twitter, 
I am at Andrew Brzee on Twitter. Yep, and you can find me at Twitter at A Smitty Knows. Just remember, Bongo, you've always got a home in Chattanooga. Yeah, you've always got a home here. All right, folks, we'll catch up with you later.